what is loneliness and how does it relate to isolation? What causes loneliness? What changes can we make in our lives to help recover from it? How can we help support those who are lonely or isolated? When do we need to seek counseling? And why can we find comfort knowing the Lord walks with us through each and every trial? His word comforts us. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Join us today as I interview Janine Liebman. She is a counselor and consultant for H&H Health Associates in St. Louis. This is Kay Meyer, president of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Janine, for being our guest today on Family Shield. Well, thank you. Happy to be here. Good. Thank you so much for uh, being our guest to talk about the topic of loneliness. So what is loneliness and how does it relate sometimes to isolation? Right. So um, there's really, they're really two different things, although I think a lot of times we use those terms interchangeably. But loneliness is really a subjective feeling. It's a, a sense of being disconnected and alone. And it's a, that feeling that I am not, I don't have the quality or quantity of relationships or social interaction that I would like. Um, social isolation is more of a subjective thing. So uh, being socially isolated simply means you're not, you're not having those social interactions. And so it's interesting, um, we assume that they always go together, that if you're socially isolated, you're going to be lonely, but that's not necessarily true. You can be one without the other. Um, and, and I'll tell you, as an example, over this last 18 months of the pandemic and the people that I've been talking to in my practice, um, I have people have very different uh, feelings about what what's how this whole situation how it's all been. Um, some people have just felt terribly lonely and sad and depressed um, because you know at first it's kind of nice to be able to work from home, um, but then as it goes on, they started really missing their coworkers. They started missing getting out of the house, um, so they felt very lonely. You know, being in their home alone all the time, and then they couldn't go out with friends. They couldn't go do things they wanted to do. They were missing their family gatherings. And so for one set of people, this pandemic's just been very difficult, and it really has increased their feelings of loneliness. But for another segment of the people I've talked with, they've actually loved the pandemic because it gave them a chance to, um, they didn't have to go in and work and be around their coworkers. They loved that, working from home. They didn't have to go do a bunch of family things and other social obligations, and they felt like they had a great excuse to tell people, no, I, I can't come. I don't want, you know, I don't want to, to do that. And so for them, the social isolation was the same, but they really enjoyed it. So they don't necessarily come together, um, although I, I think socially isolation for um, for a certain segment of people, probably the majority of people, it does lead to loneliness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Everybody's different. Right. Everybody's personality exactly. is different. And you explained that very well, that some hate the isolation and right. some actually thrive on it. Right. They've yeah. loved it. And they don't really want to go back out. Right. Right. <laughs> you shared a few great examples. So before we, I want, we want to talk a little bit about seniors and some of these mm -hmm. challenges they've had, but let's just talk for a minute about some other Oh, things that cause loneliness mm -hmm. in people. 
just a few sure. of them without a lot of detail, just a few oh, things. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, right. So, um, you know, anytime there's a disruption in the family, whether it's through divorce or children leaving home um, or children moving out of the area. So those all can lead to loneliness. Um, you know, certainly loss, death and loss will, will lead to loneliness. Um, you know, any kind of significant uh, change in your lifestyle, moving, you know, what people often feel very lonely when they move to oh. a new town or new city. Um, but the, I think a huge factor this, again, this last year and a half has been students. Um, we're finding tremendous uh, negative impact on students, both l- young kids all the way up through high schoolers and even college students and young adults. They have tremendously been affected by the social isolation and then increased loneliness. So mm-hmm. there's, it, it does affect everyone of all ages. It really does, yeah. Well, this topic was uh, recommended to me by a woman from Minnesota. She had firsthand experience of what happened to our seniors. And I just want to read a little bit of what she wrote to me, and then I'm going to ask you some more about what's happened in the past to our seniors and how this affects them and their families. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, she uh, has been very active in visiting over the years uh, local nursing homes And for years, she went weekly and visited those people. Uh, But during the blunt of the epidemic, the residents that she used to visit were literally, she says, isolated in their single rooms, receiving meals and medication and services in their rooms with no outside Mm -hmm. contact, even with other residents, except for masked nurses and caretakers. Mm Family members were allowed to physically see and speak with them through closed windows, which is hard for anyone with good hearing. And for those with poor hearing, waving had to suffice. Lack of facial contact, she felt, also affected the residents. Nursing and caretakers wearing masks muffled the speech who already had issues with hearing and relied many times on reading lips. Many residents, she said, were in their late 90s and some even in their hundreds, and they lost many family and friends. Uh, She maintained contact with what she calls her people, whom she used to visit every week, as I said. During the pandemic, she typed emails each week to them and delivered them to the nursing home. In June of 2021, she was able to again begin personal visits. She said she closed each email with the following Bible verse. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And that's from Lamentations 3:22 to 23. Now, she did maintain that now she can visit them again, and she is visiting them. But she, she just, and her, her email to me was so long, I couldn't share everything. But she just really got to the core of some of the things that were, at least were happening in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I'm sure each state was a little different. Mm-hmm. So um, how has the pandemic caused isolation in our senior citizens and their families? Share an example of someone you've worked with. Sure. Um, so, and, and I too have seen a lot of what you're talking about in terms of the nursing homes and not only the, the nursing home residents, but the staff, they, they feel it. And, and it, I think, you know, 
they're dealing with their own isolation as well. But then when I think when they see how hard it is on their residents, it, it becomes heartbreaking for them. And I know many people have left their field of you know, working in, in nursing homes because it was just it was just too much. It was overwhelming. Mm. Um, but also, yeah, I've seen it too in, in elderly people who aren't in nursing homes necessarily. But uh, a lot of the times... Um, they have family members who have been very zealous in protecting them. And so they have had these family members say, we don't want you to leave your house. We will get your groceries for you. We will do everything we need for you. And so their parents are just literally just stuck at home with nothing to do. And I've seen, um, I've seen how that leads to increased rates of depression, um, more just shutting down. Um, like I know there was a family where um, the mother was probably in her late 80s. 80s, and um, she had been very active, physically active and socially active before COVID. And after a year and a half of basically being locked in her house, um, you know, out of concern and care and love, uh, she really kind of shut down and she didn't have the physical abilities or the drive and desire to be as active as she was before. So I do think it takes a long-term toll on older yeah. people. And I think when you stop doing a lot, mm-hmm. your health, as you're, if you're older especially, right. your health is going to to get worse. Absolutely. And other issues might come up because you're not being active. Well, and that's absolutely true what they found. This is from the CDC. The CDC has found um, for adults 50 and older, loneliness and social isolation increases their risk of death from all causes, which is really interesting. So there's a connection between um, the emotional well-being or the lack thereof that comes with loneliness and physical health. Um, also, it increases the risk of dementia by 50 percent, wow. which is which is pretty scary concept. Um, it increases the risk of heart disease and stroke in particular. And of course, we see higher rates of anxiety and depression. Um, and this, one of the saddest things we've seen over this last year is a great increase in the number of suicides and overdoses and substance abuse. And it's not just in older people, but also we're seeing this in young adults. Um, there's been a tremendous rise in suicides over the last year and a half, which is really we need we need to figure out how to deal with this loneliness. Yeah. You mentioned the suicide on some of the college campuses. It mm-hmm. might have been before we started. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking of my grandson who went to college for the first time last year. Mm-hmm. And he was on campus but always had to have a right. mask on. So he's he's um, uh, a shy mm-hmm. uh, 20-year-old. And he couldn't make friends very well because right. he didn't recognize them. For some reason, they always recognized him. <laughs> but, but he he didn't know who they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the, the mask kind of covered up what he would remember. And so right. he wouldn't always remember. And I think that that is challenging, too. It is. Yeah. I've heard that a lot, too, from students. My son was also a freshman last year in 2020. Um, and thankfully, he went to school with some friends and had they were his roommates. So he came with friends already. But I have heard that from so many other students that this this first year of college for them was not at all like what it should oh, be. No, Sometimes they didn't even get a chance to go to class. Um, the activities that they would normally have were not available. And so it was a very lonely, hard time. And I think a lot of kids actually came home because they just, mm-hmm. it, it, it was not good for them. Right, right. And, and even we think about the very young children mm-hmm. when they have to wear a mask. They can't see us smiling at them. Right. And right. we can't tell if they're smiling at us. I've noticed that in the story. I always smile at little children because they'll almost right. always smile back. Right. But they don't 
realize that because I have a mask right. on too. Well, and even younger, I mean, babies, pre, yes. pre-verbal yes. little humans, that's, that's how, how they learn. Exactly. Right. And so if they've gone, you know, mostly with only seeing people with masks, how are they going to learn that social interaction? So I think right. we're going to see some pretty long-lasting consequences, I think, from what's been going on here the wow. last year and a half. That, that's very interesting. So uh, what changes can we make in our lives to help recover or overcome the loneliness and and again the seniors that are in the nursing homes mm-hmm. uh, i'm not sure where we're, we're going to deal with that but maybe right. just in general other people that are dealing with loneliness and some of the other issues we talked about um, what are some of the things that we can do if we are in that situation? Right. If we ourselves are lonely? Yes. Or, um, you know, I think it's just really important. I mean, one of the positives of, of this whole pandemic has been we've learned how to use technology. Those of us who That's would true. never have used Zoom or FaceTime or anything like that. Um, you know, for my profession, I mean, I've gone, I've gone from only seeing people in person to the majority of time seeing people over the computer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so actually, that's been tremendously yes. helpful. Yes. And we can reach people that we haven't re- been able to reach before. Um, I just recently reconnected with an uncle of mine who lives out on the West Coast. Haven't seen him in years. And now we're, we've set up a Zoom uh, chat. So, I mean, I think that's one thing we can do is really embrace the technology. Um, and, you know, if we can't figure it out ourselves, ask, you know, children or grandchildren to come and Help. show us how, right? Yeah, they can do that. Um, but we can, you know, we can really be connected in ways we haven't been before. Good, good. We're going to continue talking about what we can do to help recover or overcome loneliness. But I do have a few announcements I want to make, and then we'll come back and continue uh, talking with Janine. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on more than 50 stations throughout the United States. We also produce a weekly podcast that you can subscribe to and receive on your computer or cell phone. This week, we're giving away two booklets, Why Do Bad Things Happen? and Comebacks, Practical Ways to Get Back Up After Life Knocks You Down. To receive one or both of these complimentary booklets, call the Family Shield Response Center, 1-877-250-8416, or email us at witness2family at gmail.com. I want to thank the women who welcomed me to their LWML Concordia Zone rally in Marshall, Missouri recently. I enjoyed presenting balance when life seems overwhelming and visiting with so many old and new friends. My husband and I met at college in Marshall, that's Missouri Valley College, many years ago. It was such a blessing for us to again attend and worship at our Redeemer Lutheran Church which is there in Marshall. I also met many of our Family Shield radio listeners because they do air our program on a station in Marshall. Meeting you is always a blessing to me. Please make sure you introduce yourself to me if you're out and about because I don't know what you look like. (laughs) Thank you. Um, As a listener-supported ministry, your prayers and financial support are critical. They allow us to continue to share the saving gospel message with listeners in your community. 
Now let's go back to our program. My guest is Janine Liebman. She's a counselor for H&H Health Associates. And uh, maybe this would be a good time just to tell them a little bit more about what you do. And if anyone here in the St. Louis area or through Zoom would want to connect with you. Sure. So um, I've been a counselor for about 16 years and done everything from community mental health to uh, hospital outpatient programs. I've had a a private practice um, that I did just solely the private practice for about five years. Um, But that took a toll on the family because it's all evenings and weekends. And and I wanted to be home when my kids were home. So um, I took a job about seven and a half years ago uh, with a friend of mine. And we work for, um, it's called an employee assistance program, an EAP. And what we do is offer support to uh, employees and their family members uh, for over 200 companies, um, mostly based in the St. Louis area, but some across the country. Um, So uh, that's primarily who I work with. Um, And we do everything from one-on-one counseling, family counseling, couples, and then we do some trainings. We do um, critical incident responses. So if there's been a a robbery or a loss at work, we come in and talk to them. Um, so just kind of whatever is needed. Um, and then I do I do have a very small little private practice. I see maybe three, four people a week outside of work um, just to keep my hand in that because I enjoy the long-term relationships mm-hmm. that you develop in counseling. Wonderful. So. Thank you so much. Sure. And we would always be willing to refer people if someone calls us. So. All right. So what we were doing before uh, I made some announcements, we were just talking about what we need to do to recover or overcome loneliness. And um, um, what else do we need to think about doing? Right. So um, you know, I think remaining or getting as active as we possibly can be. You know, I think our physical and our mental and our spiritual and emotional well-being are all tied to each other, all tied together. Um, that is another thing that we, we kind of learned through the pandemic was whether we really couldn't do anything other than maybe be outside. Um, and so a lot of people started walking. I remember seeing our streets were just filled with families on bikes and right. older people walking. And um, I think that, that that does a lot um, to lift our spirits, and then that can give us the motivation we need to, you know, call somebody, to reach out, to check on our neighbor, to ask for help. Um, you know, what happens, unfortunately, when we get lonely, and if we're lonely for a long time, we'll get somewhat depressed. And, and depression tends to take our motivation. It takes our energy and it takes our motivation. So we know we should be getting out. We know we should be contacting people, but we just can't make ourselves. So sometimes the best way through that is to work on our physical well-being and then we can get that motivation we need. I also think it's important to stay connected to your church. Mm-hmm. Um, I know churches haven't been open, at least some were not open um, for many months, if not even a year or more. Um, I think most churches probably have at least some kind of in-person services now, but remaining connected to your church and reaching out to your church if you're not able to get there um, so that you're not you're not alone because I think spiritual loneliness is a real yeah, is a real really. problem as well. Right. I don't know if I heard you say this or someone else, but uh, I had down the body of Christ as the best antidote to loneliness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, could you just respond to that? You you already brought up the church and right. knowing that the Lord walks with us through these challenges. Right. is important. And we don't always yeah. remember that when we're no. going through the challenges. Right. And I think it was really providential um, for our own church. We had just 
uh, started the Stephen Ministry Program before COVID hit. Mm. Um, we started the training in uh, fall of 2019, and we wrapped up in, in the spring of 2020, right around when the pandemic hit. And it has been such a blessing um, because we had, I think, seven initial Stephen ministers, and um, we connected all of them probably within the first couple of months um, to either people who had lost a loved one or um, were going through some other kind of crisis. Um, but And we found that uh, that probably was a real lifeline for them through COVID because, you know, we weren't able to get out and be around each other. And so Stephen Ministry is a wonderful ministry to connect one-on-one with people and develop genuine relationships. Um, I, you know, so we obviously were continuing that. Um, we've lost some fam- uh, church family members to COVID mm-hmm. um, over the last few months. And so it's been really good to be able to connect with them this way as well. Um, but I think, you know, too, if, if we can be mindful of reaching out to people when we don't see them at church for a while Good. and yes. reaching out to those who are in our neighborhoods, um, you know, those are those are important things to do now. They really are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, one thing you brought up, I, w- I think we have enough time to talk about it. You said to ask about brain cell research and how it relates to this topic. It sounds interesting. It is. I think brain research is always interesting. So, um, yeah, in terms of brain health, you know, there are things that we can do to keep our brains healthier. Um, And, of course, you know, people immediately when we talk about brain health, they think of dementia and Alzheimer's. And that's not the only that's not the only issue that can arise, but certainly it's probably the scariest. Um, but there are things we can do to keep our brains healthier. Um, of course, it, a lot of it comes down to exercise and diet. How healthy are we eating? Um, but also, how active are you keeping your brain? So are you engaging in um, you know, activities, puzzles, um, books, um, discussions, learning something new, a new hobby. Um, but then also right up there with all of that is social engagement. Um, and they, what they found is that there is a significant connection between loneliness and a loss of cognitive con- function. Um, and like I said earlier, too, the, your risk of dementia increases by 50%. Um, and one of the things that people don't realize, it, it sounds kind of strange when you first hear it, but it, it's, it makes sense, is that there's a significant connection between hearing loss and cognitive decline. And if you think about hearing it, loss. yeah, hearing loss, but if you think about it, if you've, if you've seen someone gradually lose their hearing, they tend to kind of pull back and, and avoid social interaction. They're not really taking part in conversations. Um, they probably can't hear like TV or radio so well. And so they're kind of shutting down and they're losing that input. Um, and so a, a simple thing that we can do um, is get hearing aids if you need yeah, them, yeah. you know, do whatever you need to, to make sure that you can hear and you can remain engaged um, with your loved ones. So My husband got hearing aids during mm-hmm. the pandemic mm-hmm. because since he was in Vietnam years ago, he oh. has had bad hearing and he mm-hmm. read lips so well nobody <gasps> knew it. Nobody knew it. And then that mask Masks. came mm-hmm. and he couldn't hear anybody. Right. Finally broke down after all these years. Right. Yeah. But he loves right. them. He's like, Good. Oh, I'm hearing things I never heard before. Right. And you can really re-engage in life. Yes. And so I think it's really important that we do, you know, whatever we can to um, keep our physical health, you know, in the best place it can be. And then to keep those social connections because it really does stimulate our brain, it seems, um, and keeps our brains healthier. Yeah. Well, you've shared a lot of good suggestions. 
When should someone actually seek help, though? Mm-hmm. I think that's important. You know, a lot of these things, people, they, right. it may not, it might just be a temporary thing or mm-hmm. working through a, a empty nest syndrome. Right. It, it takes time, but usually that gets better. Right. <laughs> um, but when should someone that's lonely or very isolated, when should they seek help? Mm-hmm. What, what are some signs? Well, I think when you see it affecting your physical well-being is a time when you should seek help. So if you're not sleeping, um, if you're just not able to sleep or all you want to do is sleep, um, if you're noticing a significant difference in your appetite, you know, a lot of times people who are kind of shutting down um, with sadness, depression, loneliness, they, um, they don't have the appetite anymore and so they don't eat very much. You might see some weight loss. Um, or some people go the opposite direction and they stress eat. <laughs> so oh. um, also if it affects your energy, so you're just not able to do the things that you normally do. Um, if it affects your motivation, you find that you can't make yourself do the things that you normally engage in. I hear a lot um, of people where they say, I can go to work and I can get my work done, but then when I come home, all I want to do is lie on the couch. Mm. Um, so where I guess uh, where you're seeing a loss of um, or a, a, your physical well-being being affected, that would be a good time to to either seek your counselor, seek out a counselor, or um, even just call your primary care doctor, because uh, oftentimes they they'll can give you uh, mm-hmm. some referrals. Exactly. Yeah. Very good. Very good. I think it was important that we shared that. Mm-hmm. So, what else do you want our listeners to know? Um, just to, I think it's just understand and know that I think loneliness is universal. I think everyone feels lonely at times in life. Um, And even if you are surrounded by people, even if you've got lots of activity going on around you, it's still possible to feel lonely. Um, I think it's just different periods in our life. Uh, Maybe we're just going through different things. And again, um, sometimes it's a spiritual loneliness. Um, Honestly, I don't know people who don't know Jesus. I'm not sure how they get through um, times of loss and things like that because, it, you know, you do feel so alone. Um, but even even if you have God in your life and you know him, you still can feel disconnected and lonely at times. Um, so I think just knowing that everyone goes through this at times and sometimes we can use that time to uh, lean more into our faith and to um, re- dig into God's word a little more. I love the verse that talks about uh, we have been comforted, and so now we can comfort mm-hmm. others with the comfort that God has given us. I think that that's important to remember. That's great. That's great. Well, again, my guest has been Janine Liebman. She's a counselor for H&H Health Associates, and we've been talking about uh, loneliness and some of the things that we can do if, if that's our situation. We also talked a little bit about our seniors and some of the challenges that they've experienced, and not just them, but also their families. Mm-hmm. And that continues, but, you know, it's getting a little bit better. So we would ask our listeners to join in prayer for all people that are dealing with loneliness, but especially for our seniors. Again, this is Kay Meyer with Family Shield. To learn more, go to our website at www.familyshieldministries.com. We encourage your prayers, and uh, thank you so much for listening. Again, this is Kay Meyer. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield 
a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield.